This time on the Rule Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. We depend on the media for this. This is big stuff. December 7th, it's a big day. It's a day that will go on in infamy. And it should. And we should, as American people, say never again. And the only way it will never happen again, but if the news is out there, if they force the politicians to do their job and to see what's going on and to keep the wolves away from our door. That's why the meeting that Biden's going to have today with Putin is so big. And that's why all the support, I mean, Republicans should be sending him, let's go, Joe. <laughs> There's a time to get behind that president because if he's not strong enough, we could be in big trouble. We want to give this guy a backbone, make sure that he's strong and he knows he has people behind him. So maybe he could step up and say something that maybe it's a little risky. Take a chance. Do what Ronald Reagan did. I don't expect him to do as Donald Trump did. That would be amazing. But maybe he will. black denim trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back he does a patriotic podcast called roll right radio his name is new york mike and welcome to the show this is roll right radio on new york mike rolling right baby so i make a lot of notes before i do roll right and whatever i'm doing whatever radio show i'm sure everybody does the same thing we all make these notes. I think I, I've said this so long ago, and I remember some of the other guys say the same thing. You make all these notes, then you start, you, you open, you show, you boom, boom, and, and the notes just go. <laughs> and it's always the same. Now, I'm going to follow my notes. Don't get me wrong. I often do. But I got to start with something, and then I'm going to jump around. It's going to happen today because it is. Today, it's Tuesday, December 7th. The 80th year, I hate saying anniversary, the 80th year since December 7th, 1941. It's been exactly 80 years since that horrible attack on Pearl Harbor. And it should be a reminder to people. Do we forget what happened? Do we forget? And, and we do. You know, I remember the Alamo. I'm sorry, but, you know, to me, if you forget history, you're bound to repeat it. It's going to happen again and again, and history does. History just constantly repeats itself because no matter what changes, people don't. We are human beings, and it doesn't change. All the things of modernity, all the modern inventions, and all the you know, wonderful medical advances that we have, and yeah, yeah, we are, you're right, yeah, then we still have pandemics. You know, things are still a lot better than they would have been. Trust me. I know we've lost almost 800,000 Americans in the last two years. A lot more in 2021 than in 2020. A lot more under Biden than under Trump. You would not know that from the media coverage, would you? Kind of interesting. And I'm going to get to that because that, that was really the topic. I, I'm continuing to talk about the media. It's so important. It's so important in our lives to understand 
the role the media is supposed to play. Yeah, truth, justice, and the American way. The media is such a critical part of that. So I, I want to keep talking about it, and I will. I'm going to get to all that. But I, I think it's so important today. When we were there, December 7, 1941, think about it. Did we not know what was going on in Europe? Did we not know what was going on in Germany, that Germany had invaded Poland, that Germany was, yeah, I, I mean, everything that was going on in the concentration camps, you could say what you want, it's been exposed. It's been exposed that we actually knew, we had knowledge of what was going on. We could put our head in the sand and say that we didn't, but we did know. Keep on going back. You look at FDR. Everybody says, oh, FDR was so great. It was so wonderful. I'm sorry. Read some books about FDR with Churchill and Stalin and how the three of them, we, we gave away Eastern Europe after we won the war. Stalin had a lot more influence on what happened than we did. It's what it was. And, and when we were... In the years prior, were we ready? It is amazing, and it's an amazing tribute. It's one of the reasons why I don't go off more than I already do on that book, The Greatest Generation, it wasn't because warriors went to war. Warriors have gone to war in every war we've had from the revolution right through to Afghanistan. These are the greatest of every generation. But that generation, when they realized that we're at war and we're not going to win this war if we can't catch up, if we can't build the ships, if we can't turn automobile factories into building tanks and, and jeeps and everything. We had a, such a quick turnaround. And, and when they say Rosie the River, the men were drafted and thrown into the war. I think at the height of World War II, close to 15% of the population was in the military. Mostly men, great women, don't pillow me because I don't give women credit. I do, and they were great. But this is a war. We were still fighting wars with mostly men. And it was phenomenal. But who was left on the home front? The young guys, the draft of, you know, everyone 18 and older. And by the way, my dad was younger when he joined. And so many others in this country that ran to join and fight. And so who was left? to build the ships, to build all the things necessary and to keep the country going. So it really was a jolt in the arm to the country that women stepped up. And of course, again, the image of Rosie the Riveter, but women stepped up in every capacity while they were still housewives. They were still taking care of the home front and taking care of the children. But they also stepped up to everything else because so many men were gone to war. And so it was the plane, the ketchup. Why weren't we more prepared? We saw it coming. Well, what else haven't we seen coming? And here we are. We see what's going on. When they say rattling sabers, if you can't hear the noise that China's making, what is going on? Where, and again, let me go back to the media. Where is the media uncovering this and saying, let's learn our lessons from America in the 30s, saying they didn't see 1941 coming? Come on. And it wasn't, yeah, you could see Germany. Oh, but we didn't see what Japan was doing. Japan dominated China. 
if it wasn't for General Chenault and Ward and the Americans fighting in China, China would be speaking Japan. Japan decimated China. They took over China, ran and ruled China. And so we saw what was going on, not just in Europe, not just with Germany. There was no secrets over here. So why weren't we ready for what we saw was inevitable? You know, have politicians changed? Do you think Congress is any different then? Are you going to give them pats on the back and say, nice job done? We won the war on the backs of almost 500,000 Americans who were killed in just under four years of war. The politicians sitting there debating, oh, what should we do? Should we go? Should we not go? Should we prepare? Should we go on the side of the Nazis? That's what they were talking about. Whose side should we take? What should we do? You got to remember, after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor and we declared war on Japan, that's when Germany declared war on us. So you go back and you look at it today. Is there any difference? I think the American people need to look at this. And I, I think we are. I think the American people are seeing things a little bit more clearly. By the way, that doesn't give us the clarity that we need. The clarity the, to see this and say, wait a minute, what in the world is going on? The debacle of Afghanistan. How we left it. 20 years, man, we kept them away. We were doing, and then in the last weeks, Biden comes in and just blows it up, turns around. I mean, yeah, 13 Americans died, but it was more than that. We turned our backs, and, and this president, his administration, the, the generals that run things, ran it into the ground, and we left hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of Americans behind and those who helped us, and they're still there? Where's the press showing this every day, talking about this? Because unless we understand what's going on, the ineptness of this administration, it's going to happen again, and it's happening. And this is something we need to be aware of. We need to make our voices heard. The American people, all the American people, we got to be concerned about what's going on. We have Russia amassing, I thought it was 100,000 troops. This morning I heard it's 175,000 troops on the Ukrainian border. Now, yeah, December 7th, 2021, Joe Biden is going to be having a conversation with Vladimir Putin. That conversation is going to be really important. And I want to tell you, and I'm sure all my conservative friends and, and every Republican I know are going to be rooting for Biden to do a great job. We're going to be rooting for Biden to get in there and let this guy know that we are committed to do whatever it's going to take to make sure that he looks at this and weighs this decision in the, the direction of not invading. Okay, not invading. This is something that we've got to make sure, and we want it to happen. We want Joe Biden to be tough and decisive, strong, and, and let Putin know there's no way that we're not going to put on just sanctions. 
We're going to do everything. We're going to use every arrow in our quiver to keep you from doing it. And if you do it, we're going to join with our NATO allies. And by the way, they may be shaky. They may not be as resolute as we want them to be. And Ukraine is not a member of NATO. We got that. But NATO's interest is not served by allowing the Russians to invade the Ukraine. Now, having said all that, there's two sides to this coin. The other side says half the Ukrainians want to be part of the Russian Union. They, they were part. They want to be part. There's an awful lot that says that. And so if there is something that moves the Ukraine on you know, their side without being invaded, maybe just the weight of 100,000 or 170, whatever the number is, the weight of that and the pressure of Putin's will that, that he's going to be focusing on, maybe that will get the Ukrainian people to vote some way different than we'd like. I get it. That could happen. So if Ukraine goes with the Russians, a lot of those people are Russian. They speak Russian. There's an awful lot going on there. What we don't want to see is a military invasion of the Ukraine. And we are rooting for our president to do what it takes to convince Putin that, yeah, if he wants to put pressure and, and, and put whatever he needs to do to get the people to vote, change their mind, however that works, that's politics. And war is politics by another means. We don't want it to get to that point. But that's only one of the problems that we're facing. The other side of the world, we have what's going on with China. And again, where is the news coverage? We want to see coverage. But you know what? I got to look at something. Look at Newsmax. Look at Fox Business. Look at, we have coverage that we didn't have before. You know, remember when there were three networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, that was it. We didn't have this much during World War II, Korea, even in Vietnam. So now we have several outlets that are conservative, honest, give a, a different perspective than the mainstream media. And yeah, this is the mainstream media is out there, but we have epic times. There's plenty of places to get your news and to become up to date. And there's plenty of places that you can reach out to and demand better coverage and more exposure. They, they do a pretty good job. I know a lot of people complaining, oh yeah, I know. There's plenty of personalities on all these you know, different places that we might not agree with. Certainly Fox has their own, Geraldo Rivera and I don't know. There's, but okay, it's not a perfect world, but there is enough coverage and, and there is enough access from us, the public, to influence them to get to the truth. So we see a lot more of what's going on. There's a lot more going on than what we see. I get that. And we've got to be more demanding. And we certainly have to be more demanding of our politicians. We can't sit back and let the politicians of today do what the politicians did, the politicians of yesterday, and let these things 
happen? What do the senators and members of Congress know? What did they know before December 7th of 1941? What did they know what was going on? And, and they let happen. That's where we are today. That's where we are. 80 years later, we're in the same place. You know why? Because there's always the situation. This is about humanity. People don't change. We have cars. We have better cars. We have better communications. We have better everything. We have better medicine. We have better weaponry. But it's the same people. People haven't improved. They really haven't. So we're working with the same ability, the same weapons as individuals that we have. We have our mind. It's so important to make sure that we're aware and we're thinking and we're educated about at least about current events and how the government works. And we do. Because you got to remember, and I keep saying this, aside from the fact that we've got Newsmax and Fox and whatever, we have, I don't know how many podcasters out there. So whether it's Joe Rogan or, I mean, so many others, it's, yeah, we've got the ability to get the information out there and learn and listen. And I know a lot of people do, because I'm always asking, hey, do you listen to podcasts? Well, here's mine. Roll right radio. <laughs> so most of the time, I'll get the answer. Very seldom do I get, no, I never do. No. no, no. I, sometimes people say, yeah, once in a while I listen to Dan Bongino or Joe Rogan. Most of the time people go, yeah, I listen to podcasts all the time. The vast majority of the people I talk to, coast to coast, and I don't ask them who they're following. I just meet them in a cigar bar or someplace, you know, um, on a motorcycle rally. And, and we just start talking. I didn't ask for their politics. I just see the person. I'm talking, I got my card. Hey, you listen to podcasts? Oh, yeah, I love podcasts. Oh, right here. Here's my card. Roll right radio. <laughs> listen, comment, subscribe if you like it. Thanks. Great. So there was a lot of that. When people say that the media is all to the left, it's not that way anymore. Yeah, what we used to call the mainstream media, but... You know, there's a lot more mainstream today than there was. So it's, it's not like we should be in the dark. We shouldn't be in the dark because we should be able to demand it. And we see, look, does the media cover things up? Mainstream media, all the media. I got a litany of things that I want to talk about. And the first thing I talked about it because... I know when I left my friend Paul Craig's house, my head was exploding because he was so upset about the non-coverage of Afghanistan. We should be talking about that every day. And he's absolutely right. This is not something that should go away. It's not something like the people killed him in Waukesha. Well, how come they're not talking about that? I get it. I get it. The left wing doesn't want to talk about that. They wanted to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, because there they thought they were going to get some kid with an AR-15 convicted. That's what the left-wing media thought. And so they, they pushed it and pushed it. What you don't hear about is Waukesha. What you don't hear about is Ghislaine Maxwell. Have you heard about it anyplace else but Fox, if you have heard it from Fox? 
the Comey's daughter is the prosecutor? What's going on? I mean, it's just crazy, but the media matters. It's important. Wall-to-wall coverage of Rittenhouse, the Georgia murders, and those guys got convicted, rightly so. But, you know, those murders, because why? Because racism was at the heart of it. Well, not in Rittenhouse, but you wouldn't know it by listening to the coverage or listening to the president who called him a white supremacist. What did it have to do with anything? He shot, he killed two white guys and wounded another white guy. It was all about white people and one black people, and they would, yet they call him a white supremacist. That's how they see it. Okay, we got all that stuff. But what about this Ghislaine Maxwell? I mean, is, is this a big people? Ah, it's just about sex. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is a case that, that could potentially expose some major human trafficking, pedophilia, child sex abuse. It also has a lot of potential to hurt the left wing. Democrat celebrities and politicians, much, much more than right wing politicians and Republicans. I mean, how many times was Bill Clinton on that plane? The, what was it called? The Lolita Express going to his island? But he also had the place in New York and New Mexico. This trial is important to expose. Was it just sex? And when Bill Clinton did what he did to his intern, right? I remember specifically Geraldo Rivera saying, oh, it was just sex. Well, that was what they all said. Oh, it was just sex. Well, if it's just sex... And that's what's consenting adults, I get it. But that doesn't seem to be what it is. It seems like these guys were after 13 and 14, maybe even younger kids. There's a lot that's going on here. The media should want to know this first place. It's all, you know, sex is hot. Everybody's listening. It's all that people want to hear that. But it seems... That they're downplaying. Oh, you're going to tell me, oh, it's because the court's not letting cameras in. When did that ever stop the left? When did that ever stop journalists? No, you're not seeing the exposure of this trial the way it should be. By the way, I've seen accusations about Trump. Trump threw Jeff Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago, okay? Threw him out. So did he take a trip on the plane once? He might have. I don't know. It wasn't 17 times. Well, 17 times was how many times Jeff Epstein was in the White House with Bill Clinton in one year. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think it was uh, 70 times. I don't know how many times Clinton flew with Jeff Epstein to that island. But just leave it to the left. I mean, if they're going to expose it, I guess they're going to lie and say it's about Trump. No, it's about Clinton. It's about all these others, all the other names, and every one of those names should be out there. And if they didn't do anything wrong, that's fine. Who cares? When it's just sex, and yes, it's just sex. But when it's Monica Lewinsky, a 21-year-old intern, it's not quite just sex, okay? And when it's these women who are testifying, what happened to them when they were 14 years old? 14-year-old models, 14-year-olds. That's something we should know about. That's not just sex. Those are sexual predators. And if that's the case, 
We should see it. We should know about it. And it should be exposed. So there is a little bit more coverage, I got to say, of Cam Harris. Camilla, okay. Cam. <laughs> I call it Cammy. There is a little more coverage of that because it's getting bad. And I think that the left, I think the Democrats, want this exposed. I'm getting the feeling they want to see some of this because they got a problem with Kamala Harris. They made two big mistakes going into this election. The first one, the big one, Joe Biden. <laughs> the second one is Kamala Harris. Yeah, they're two for two, man. I wonder what they're thinking about now. Because if they get rid of Biden, they end up with Harris. Harris is a, more of a potential disaster than Biden. We need to be seeing this stuff. Now we're seeing some of it. We are on the right. We are. I get to watch it and I listen when I'm riding or driving. I listen to Fox and I'm hearing, but not enough. We got to dig deeper. And also this Hunter Biden stuff, man. It's like, Woo! And also, how about the Joe Biden lies? The, the whole thing about gold in my air? I mean, he was an advisor to gold in my air during the Six-Day War? No! That's a total lie, but he tells these other lies. It's not the end of the world lies. Things like, oh yeah, he drove an 18-wheeler. Yeah, right, he never drove a friggin' 18-wheeler. And there's so many others. He just goes into these little stories. He's just plainly full of shit. And they let him get away with it. This is important stuff. The man is the president of the United States of America. They used to really yell and scream, the Trump's lying. Yeah, Trump exaggerated things. He said there was more people at his inauguration. Okay, he's a cheerleader. But he, I, I never heard them tell a blatant lie. I heard the other side tell a blatant lie. We all saw and we see what's going on with the FBI, the Steele dossier, the whole, I mean, we're being lied to every day. Now, again, there's the media outlets that support our side of the equation over here, and we're seeing a lot of that, but not enough. Not enough. We need more media exposure of everything going on. I mean, especially. When you look up and you say, wow, December 7th, that should have real meaning for people. December 7th, 1941, we never saw it coming. You believe that? I don't want to say I'd like to. No, I know better. I know better. Look back at history. Read, they saw it coming. They knew it was coming. They knew there was going to be there was a war going on, and we were going to be in it. And whether it was this attack, it's the same thing. Look what's going on in Russia. Look what's going on in China. We are going to be in there, and they see weakness right now. And, and this is something that needs to be talked about on the media. We need to do whatever it takes to give Biden the support and the strength. Yeah, I don't want to see Biden fail. Not, not like this. Yeah, I don't like his policies. I don't like his domestic policies. I think they're stupid. They're horrible. They bring on inflation and it's going to get worse if he passes his 
2 trillion or whatever trillion. I mean, he says two, it's going to be 2.5. It's going to be 1.7. It's going to be four or five trillion dollars with all of the I don't want to see that. But I want to see him be strong for America. I want to see him be strong on the border. Stop the drug trafficking. Stop the, the human trafficking. Stop ever stop what's killing Americans. And we can go into this whole, you know, COVID-19 thing and that this variant or that variant and whatever else shut down this and mandate this man. Oh, we're going to fight that. That's all right here. American people have seen it. If the media wants to lie, cover it up, do what they want, we're seeing it. Mandates, that's not American. And it's not working. And, you know, we can go into all that stuff. But meeting with Putin, talking to Xi, taking care of the business of American safety, the defense of this country. I got to hand it to Fox. They came from the Reagan Library this weekend with this big Department of Defense conference. And you got to hand it to Lloyd Austin for showing up. Now, I heard his speech, and he said all the right things, but I'm not convinced he's anything but some guy in there acting as the sec def, but really, what's his real agenda? His agenda seems to me to be more in line with his ferreting out of the white supremacists from the military than keeping the enemy away and defeating them, and doing what it's going to take, not just to defeat them now, but to stay ahead of them in the next five years, 10 years, 20 years. I'm not feeling it, but I, I do appreciate that he went out there to the Reagan Library, and he spoke, and he took the shots, and that's a feather in his cap, and I appreciate it. But there's so much more going on. We see the New York Post. That's another conservative outlet, it seems. Miranda Devine, her new book, Laptop from Hell, it certainly exposes so much of, of Hunter Biden and what he did. There's no other coverage I see. it. This is a in-depth investigation, and we do see her a lot on Fox, at least, and I'm sure on, on other media venues again, like Newsmax, but there should be a lot more. Imagine that was for the Trump sons. Imagine that was a conservative, that was a Republican. If that, man, they would be all over the tearing of the party, be huge, and appropriately so. And appropriately so. But do we see things that say, will the Ukraine beat Afghanistan 2.0? Do we see that? And why? Do we know what's going on? Is there a good side to it? Is it like saying, hey, Russia's spending all this money. It's not a small thing to bring 100,000 or certainly 175,000 troops to the Ukrainian border. I mean, just think of the cost. Think of what's involved. Think of the commitment. Think about all it takes to do that. And by the way, this is December. It's cold. It's snowy. Tough conditions. I want to know more about this. I want to know more about their downside as well. We depend on the media for this. 
This is big stuff. December 7th, it's a big day. It's a day that will go on in infamy. And it should. And we should, as American people, say never again. And the only way it will never happen again, but if the news is out there, if they force the politicians to do their job and to see what's going on and to keep the wolves away from our door. That's why the meeting that Biden's going to have today with Putin is so big. And that's why all the support... I mean, Republicans should be sending him, let's go, Joe. (laughs) Let's go, Biden. You know, there's a time to get behind that president because if he's not strong enough, we could be in big trouble. We don't want Afghanistan 2.0. We don't want another coming of that debacle. We want to give this guy a backbone. We want to help support him. We want to make sure that he's strong and he knows he has the people behind him. So maybe he could step up and say something that maybe it's a little risky. Take a chance. Do what Ronald Reagan did. I don't expect him to do as Donald Trump did. That would be amazing. But maybe he will. I'd be thrilled. I think so many of us would be thrilled. Why isn't the media talking about things like that? I think it's because if they did, it might give too much credit to Trump and what Trump did. I don't know, and I'm not going to pretend to know why the media does what it does, but I do know that what they do in promoting the left wing, hiding anything good that the conservatives do, certainly not discussing the quote-unquote right-wing agenda for America in a fair and balanced way. Put it out there. Discuss it. Talk about the attributes of our economic system, the benefits of supporting business and lowering taxes and letting more of the decisions of what goes on in America be in the hands of the individuals. Why isn't the media talking about that? I know the Wall Street Journal does a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm starting to see more of it as the media is starting to realize that this threat of communism, this Marxist drifting of this country is serious. I really feel like there's, there is more coverage than there was, certainly more than there was in the beginning of the Biden presidency. And maybe it's grown. Maybe they are recognizing that what's going on, because all Biden is doing is the bidding of the squad and the AOCs and the Barack Obamas. He's just putting in place their policies, and we're seeing the results. And these are results everybody can see, left and right. And maybe they're starting to see it for what it is. Maybe they're starting to recognize that we are drifting in a direction that's going to be bad for us, for all of us, if we allow this, you know, look at, you know, people can say that, the only barrier to getting his build back and go broke deal done is Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. I have a feeling that's not true. Now, what makes me concerned about that is the 100%. Well, it was, there was one Democrat that voted against it, but virtually 100% of the Democrats voted for it. 
it concerns me. And I really believe that there are more, there are at least a few Democrats in the Senate besides Manchin and, and Cinema who understand that this will kill us. This may do damage that we can't undo for a long time. And it's going to hurt a lot of people. I mean, just the inflation alone, getting any higher, which it will, it'll get somewhat higher. But it's out of control. It needs to be subdued. It needs to be tamped down. And if we can get Biden to understand that, and he might. And don't forget, it's his advisors that are out there. We can call them names and say what we want. It's just because we don't agree with them. And so let's consider them to be fine Americans who will listen to reason and understand and change some of those ideas and recognize that it won't work. The only way to do that, to get that done appropriately, is to get the media to expose it all. There's virtually no coverage of crime in America. I know. You see a lot. I get it. But let's understand that the media hasn't exposed the defund the police issue for what it's worth. For what it's worth, that has cost American lives way beyond anything the, the press wants. It should be front page news. should be front page news every day. We should be talking about that. We should be talking about the fact that from the minute that George Floyd was murdered. And, and the momentum up to that, that the cops are killing blacks because of Breonna Taylor or because of this one. Yeah, that was, it was building. And we could fight against it. But when that video came out of that cop with his knee on George Floyd's throat, and it just, and so, okay, that happened. And then there were riots throughout the country. Things were torn down, and people could say, well, everybody was destroyed. you got to give them some room. And that's all wrong. There's no logic or reason to accept that, but they did. But then they went on to make George Floyd this American hero, build statues, name streets, put up buildings. I mean, George Floyd, George Floyd was a criminal. And this needs to be a split. The press, the media. Are they afraid? Put it out there. Let people know. This man was a criminal. Yes, he was killed. Yes, he was murdered by a cop who was supposed to be arresting him. And we all saw what happened. We all know what happened, and it was wrong. And there was a trial, and this cop has been sent to jail, and I think he's there for a very long time. Okay, let's move on. But no. They're going to eulogize this guy, Floyd, for how much longer? Well, it's time that the press jumped in there because that's where the, the meat of the defund the police issue was right there. And boy, the BLM people, the Black Lives Matter, like that had anything to do with Black Lives. It's all about Marxism. It's Marxist lives. BLM, it's MLM. It's Marxist lives matter. And it, it just took hold right after that, and it's got to be undone. 
and it can only be undone with real exposure, constant exposure, exposing everything about it that's wrong. And we need this from the media. We must, as a people, demand this. Chicago, Minneapolis, Seattle, New York City, Los Angeles, these blue cities are seeing police ambushes, no respect, break-ins by these gangs, and the DOJ does nothing, the local mayors and governors do nothing, district attorneys, prosecutors, they keep this no-cash bail laws, letting criminals back out, and we see the results, but not enough. It needs to be focused on. We need to see this on the front page. We need to hear it on the radio shows, see it on TVs. The open borders, virtually no coverage. I haven't seen coverage in a week. I mean, you know, there's times you see it every day when there's like, you know, 50 or 10,000 or 5,000 people coming up. And, but all of a sudden, it's like, I haven't seen it. There's virtually no coverage. The crime, the human trafficking, the cartels are running the toll gates on our border, on our southern border. The coyotes are making bank drugs, so much of it from China. By the way, OTMs, those coming across the southern border, OTMs, other than Mexicans, that's big Numbers and it's been growing bigger and bigger. People come from all over. They can't get to the United States. Okay, they fly to Honduras. They fly to Mexico. They fly to Guatemala. Then they come up through Mexico. Chinese and every other place in the world. This is a pandemic. And then nobody tells you how many people. By the way, talk about pandemics. We see the mobilization against COVID. And appropriately so. We certainly saw the Trump vaccine, Operation Warp Speed, that nobody could believe, and he did it. And he, not only did he do it, but it's being celebrated by Biden every day because Biden's trying to get it mandated. Oh, you got to get the vaccine. This is Trump's gift to America. And Biden can't seem to get it, to get the American people to do it enough. Well, I bet you if Trump was in office, it'd be done. Oh, well, yeah. So. Why isn't the press talking about that? But you know, here's what's not being talked about either. The fact is this mobilization against COVID was huge. I'll bet you if we had that kind of mobilization against cancer, what do you think? Now, look, we've come a long ways. And I am not going to sit here and bemoan the medical industry in this country. We've got plenty of problems, plenty of issues. Plenty of this going against them. And yet, it's the best medical system any place on earth. That's a fact. You don't get better doctors, hospitals, better anything than you get in the United States of America. And if you've lost the people to cancer that I've lost in my lifetime, and you look back and you say, wow, if they were around today, they would probably survive. And that's a fact. But yet, when I look at it, and I've been saying this for years, but now that I'm seeing what we've gone and done with COVID, if we had that kind of a total commitment to wipe out cancer, I got to believe cancer would be 
it virtually wiped out. And, you know, we're getting better. I know that. But it's still here. And it shouldn't be. Now, my numbers may not be perfect, but close to 600,000 people die every year of cancer. That's almost twice as many as died of COVID. And COVID's going to go away. It's a virus. Cancer ain't going away by itself. So why not put this full court press on cancer? The last thing I want to talk about today, because what's coming up, and again, to remind everybody, it's the 80th year since the attack on Pearl Harbor. But we need to shine a light on the lies being perpetrated about January 6th. I keep on saying, I'm going to go back for the anniversary party of January 6th. We have to have our first anniversary party. And I feel like organizing it. It'll only take a few days to get there. Some people will fly in. But January 6th was a protest. And we, we need this January 6th committee putting out there the truth. There's thousands of hours of videos that they're not showing. But what they are doing is they're getting personal records. And I, I got to give credit to watching Tucker Carlson to see that they're getting personal records looking for evidence of a crime in the name of January 6th. This is Congress in a Soviet-style agenda. Unconstitutional, in my opinion. But Congress has the power to issue criminal contempt subpoenas. And they're doing it. And they're getting people's personal cell phone records and their text records and everything else that they said did. Nobody's indicted them. They haven't had criminal whatever. They're just being investigated by Congress. And Congress has that power, they say. I got to tell you. But there is one guy we keep seeing. This guy dressed in Trump gear. And he's provoking all these other people to go in. And he looks like he's entrapping the crowd and entrapping people and coercing them to go in and do all these things. He's giving them bats and whatever else that they can use as weapons. Now, don't get me wrong. There aren't guns and other weapons. None of that was brought in by the crowd that went in there. But these people were invited in. And there was no perimeter set up around it to protect the Capitol. There wasn't. And they knew what was coming and all that. We know that. And there was nothing done to do anything but say to them, yeah, come on in. It's a people's house. So why can't we see all these videos which are under seal by Congress? This needs to be exposed. Again, another place where... We should be demanding that the media step up and do their job and expose these things. We could rail against the media, but I want the media to be successful. We could rail against the president, but I want the president to be successful. And I think most people agree with that. I don't want the policies that I don't like to be successful. I don't want communism. I don't want socialism. I don't want to spend all this money on social programs that don't work. I don't want any of it. I want infrastructure money spent on infrastructure, roads and bridges and, yeah. And we all want that. We just don't want it 
spent on social programs. So we ruled against the program. But the man's the president. We're rooting for the president. There's something happens to this president. And I think well, you got to be concerned. He's 79 years old. He lies. I'd say maybe it was just a little bit of dementia or he goes off thinking about fantasies. But he's been doing it all his life. you got to remember that this guy plagiarized and lost the first presidential bid he had because of that. It's just his nature. It's the way he is. I can't chalk it up to him just being old. But I can be concerned that this man might either be forced down or might have to step down. And then we're stuck with Kamala Harris. And I think we're all on the same page. I think the left wing, the Democrats, we're all thinking the same thing. Conservatives, the Republicans, everyone's concerned. We want a strong president. We want strong representatives up and down the line. We don't have it in the White House right now. I wish him the best, all the American people, for this country, for him, for his presidency. Kick ass with Vladimir Putin. And we'll talk about it on the Thursday podcast. I'm New York Mike. This is Roll Right Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being here. I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.